0: You may have seen her on the court representing Team USA in the Olympics or on the sidelines of the latest USC women's basketball game. From living in poverty in Philadelphia to coaching professional basketball, Dawn Staley has demonstrated the importance of self-motivation and resilience in one's success. Staley played division one basketball at the University of Virginia. And after graduating college, she went on to be a gold medalist Olympic basketball player. After her successful playing career, Staley moved on to coaching where she found her passion in encouraging her players to follow their dreams, just as she did. She revived the USC women's basketball team in only a few short years with the program and led them to a national championship. In this episode, we had the opportunity to sit down with Staley and discuss how she found her identity and how she helps her players find their own. I'm Sophia Connor.
1: I'm Adair Wood. And this is The Outspoken Leader.
0: Hailey's journey towards success started with a humble beginning in her hometown of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.
2: Just it was five of us lived in a house at one time. So um, it was a three bedroom row home and the projects that you, you, one bathroom. So it was seven of us fighting for every single thing. Like, you know, you had to, if you wanted to get in the shower quickly, um, you would have to get up early. So it, it it taught you all these kind of life lessons that that stick with you. You know, just because you get older, they're they're still there because they're the foundation of of who you are as a person. Well, when you're the youngest, um, you you get the brunt of everyone. Um, you know, my my oldest brother was probably and. Uh, I don't have another word to describe him besides he was a bully. He was a bully in our household because he was the oldest and he just expected us to do what he wanted us to do instead of what my parents told him to do. He would try to delegate his responsibilities to everybody else. And it actually taught me how to just kind of fight back and use my my verbal, my physical skills to, to just say no. I, I heard our mother tell you to do that, so I'm not gonna do that. But it, it it's just a toughness um, that you you have to embrace, and it just it it stays with you throughout your entire life. Like I think I am tough because of the household that I grew up in, and I I wouldn't change that because there are tough people out there that you have to compete with, not just on a basketball court, but in the classroom, just in the, you know, in the real world, everybody is trying to one up everybody else. Um, so I had that in my household being the, the youngest of five. I had to, I had to have an outlet for it. And fortunately for me, I, I chose sports and, and sports, um, every, you know, no, no female was playing a sport in my neighborhood. I was the only one that played, I played football. Like tackle football, I played baseball, I played softball, I played everything the guys were doing because I had a, an insatiable desire to to compete. Um, so that um, I hear the chauvinistic comments about you know put on the, you need to go put on the skirt somewhere you need to, you need to get in the kitchen that yeah I, I mean that 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 was par for the course but. um, when I was able to cross them over or shoot or pass, um and compete against them at a high level, um, it actually uh, it, it quieted them down with, with those with those comments.
1: While misogynistic comments drove Staley to excel in basketball, her upbringing in the projects motivates her to work hard.
2: Poverty had a huge impact and still I, I will say that. Um because I'm 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 driven by it. Like I don't wanna yeah, I don't think I. I didn't want for anything, I didn't need for anything growing up. I think when you grow up in the projects, it is mainly what other people think of the projects. Um, who don't people who don't live in the projects who think okay this is a low income housing, um, you know, poor them. And it, if you lived in the projects, you're like, I got everything that I need. I, I mean i got everything like I, I, this is a prime example my, my parents knew i was an athlete so my expectations um outside of you know my ankles up i didn't really care what i looked like as long as i had a nice pair of sneakers i was completely satisfied and that was that was a big thing for me and it was a, probably a small thing for my parents because they're like okay well you know we don't have to spend. You know, a lot of money on clothes. We could just make her happy with sneakers, and I was completely happy getting a new pair of sneakers. But you know, to this day, um, it, it drives me the way that I grew up. Although I I felt like I had everything I needed, but when you grow up and you see what you didn't have um, and what you're able to provide for your for your family, um, it. It's the driving force of, of me continuing to work hard and to be successful because with success comes um, a separation from poverty. Um, so you know it, it it drives me, but I'm not motivated by money at all. It isn't that you know, but money does come with success, and you know, in the profession that I chose. You know, I'm, I'm my own woman. I've always been that way. Um, so, yeah, I didn't care. I mean you 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 learn to toughen your skin in in situations like that. I you know, to this day, I, I am who I am because I was able to stand up for myself.
1: Staley's confidence and resilience was a leading factor in her ability to play basketball at a prestigious university.
2: I chose the University of Virginia, predominantly white university, um very, very different than how I grew up, very preppy school, um, I'm inner city, I'm, you know, poverty, you know, going to Virginia, a lot different, you know, a a, a lot, lot different than, than me, but you know, it was a challenge. You have to accept challenges because, um, because with, with anybody's journey, you're, you know you you have to fail at some point to to succeed when i got cut from an olympic team like i got i, I tried off on an olympic team in 1992 and i got cut and that was basically my my first real like disappointment uh, because for all of my life i wanted to be an olympian and a gold medal, and I wanted to be a national champion. And um, that was the first of my goals on deck was trying out for the Olympic team in 92. And, you know, the knock on me was I didn't have enough international experience and I was too short. So, I mean, I couldn't do anything about the latter. I could do something about the former in that I, I had to pack my bags up and go overseas and. And gain some international experience.
1: Saley would go on to train internationally for the next Olympics, where she met an influential figure who helped define her self-identity.
2: One of the people that I I I got to know during my basketball journey is her name is Renee Brown. She was the assistant coach on on our US national team uh, when we when we trained a year prior to the 96 Olympic team. Um, so she was my coach and she became my mentor and she continues to be that for me. So if I, if I feel like on social media, if I, if I need to clap back at somebody, um, I will actually, uh, converse with her just to get her, her feel for it. And if it's strong in my heart, I will still talk to her yet. If she said, no, I, I don't think I would do that. But if I feel it in my heart, I, I said, I'll, I'll tell her, I gotta do it because it's really not for me. It's for, for the voiceless, people who are going through these things that don't have a voice. And then she's my voice of reason. She said, if you feel it that way, then, then go for it.
0: Following Renee Brown's advice and drawing from lessons of her childhood, Staley found the courage to speak up, despite those who criticize her opinions.
2: Me ingraining myself in our community me standing up for what I think is right, um, and I do think the majority of people are are in agreement with some of the issues that I tackle, you know. But I think my experiences at Virginia prepared me for for this very thing. I think my, you know, where I grew up prepared me for where I am today, and to be able to 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 you know to ward off whatever attacks, negative attacks are, that are thrown at me. But I, you know, I, I I, actually am a victim of this. I spend entirely too much time on on people who oppose some of them some of my views versus the majority of the people just agree with it.
0: Moving from Virginia to South Carolina, Staley experienced a similar culture, but this time she had the agency to change it.
2: I needed to be here in South Carolina for more than just winning, for creating some, you know, some togetherness with the, you know, with with different communities, you know, because I know, you know, Agent Wilson said that on, it, when we bestow such an, an honor on her by, you know, giving her a statue outside of Colonial Life Arena, in her speech, she said that her mother could, a grandmother, because she was black, could not walk across this campus at the University of South Carolina. Um, In my 13 year career here in South Carolina, if I go to the grocery store just out, I hear that same sentiment that they would never step on this campus because of the racial divide. But they said, i do it to come support you at basketball games. So it is just, just including everybody. I just feel like we, we allow people into our program and they feel a part of
0: it. Despite the support the Gamecock women's basketball team receives, Staley and the players still encounter backlash from people online regarding their stances on social issues. How do you respond to people on social media who think that you or your players are too privileged to speak on issues such as gender or racial inequality?
2: I mean, here's the thing. You know when when people say stick to basketball, stay out of politics. Um, there there are there are politicians that are creating or implementing uh, laws that impact student athletes, um, and and student athletes are 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 in the most transformational years of their lives, like. You learn about politics um, right now while you're in school because there are a lot of things that are happening around um, them and and you you learn you learn from other people who are you know who are seeing the things that they're seeing. Um, so I say to them that you know they're young people, they're young people. like I don't want to take their voice away. They have to find their way. Like I, you know, my my older siblings made me find my way, um, and I, I found my way. I found my voice, and I don't want to take that away from them because they're young. My players get out into the real world and see, you know, how much how much they change from college to you know to to grown women. Um, so I'm eager to to have that relationship and those conversations with them. Um, because they're they're very powerful beings. They got voices, they have feelings, they have perspective um, and they have depth to the, all of those things. So um, I, I say keep on keeping on. you know I think what what has happened over the time that I've been here in South Carolina is I think I've I've made impact in our communities and people know me for who I am you know i know they 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 may they may respect the fact that um we've been very very successful successful but they may not respect my views on real world issues um and that was that is what makes us different you know i don't want everybody to have the same perspective as as me they didn't grow up like me they don't have experiences like i grew up nor do I have nor do I have have had experience like other people have grown up. It doesn't mean that we can't agree to disagree agreeably. Um, I, for one, am not going to be one that's going to shame someone or or just just speak in a negative way just because they disagree with what I'm saying or what I'm sharing.
1: Staley recognizes that athletics are a pathway to address larger issues within the community.
2: But if you fast forward, like I'm at the University of South Carolina as a coach in a predominantly white university um, and a southern state, so I have to navigate through, you know, um, you know, it's, it's it's history. South Carolina's history is 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 just woven with racism and all of you know and all of that it's part of its history but but you have a a black woman that's that that has a successful um women's basketball team and have found a way to unite like if you look in the stands at our games you see some of everybody some of all ethnic groups and it's probably the only place in south carolina that that has that type of look. And I think it's part of its success of our program. I think if people give women's basketball the attention and the finances behind it, it it can be a multi-million dollar um, um, revenue-producing sport. But if you don't pour into women's basketball in that way, you're always going to be like, it's a money-sucking uh, sport. And we know if you invest, you know, take, for instance, the, the NBA. The NBA has been in existence for, I don't know, 60 years now. Um, the WNBA, 25 years. I, if, if you compare the numbers of the first 25 years of the NBA, I think they're comparable to what the WNBA is doing. But they started pouring in to the NBA. And now look at it. Now look at it. Is it? It's generational wealth, you know. With you know the players that are, are the product of the the NBA. Um, so if you do, if you treat it, in the in the similar regards, I do think that's what women's basketball could become.
1: So you have become a great basketball player and coach. Um, and so, how would you say leaders find their purpose? Kind of like you found your purpose in basketball.
2: You know, I I think for me, I, I've you know, there, there's something divine about me and my career. Like I truly believe God, God, you know, basketball. He God put basketball in my life, um, and I I didn't know why. My reasoning, probably as I was young growing up, is because um, I was competitive. I needed I needed an outlet. Um, Nowadays, you know, I look back over my career, and there are certain things that that not even certain things. Every step of every everything that I've needed in my in my career and in my life. And for me, I, I want people to ask. Why, why people do certain things, why people think certain ways, um, why people are the way they are, and if we can just ask that simple question, you you will ha- you 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 can you can accept someone's different perspective, and you can you can understand why it's so different. It can be small or vastly different than 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 your perspective and be okay with it. And I always tell people you can support someone without agreeing. You can, you can really like, if you if I have a friend, a best friend, and her, her or his views are totally different than mine. That's my best friend. Now we, we build a relationship. So I'm not going to, that's not going to not be my best friend because we, You know, we differ in perspectives on on, on things. Uh, So it's about relationships and building relationships with people. And you can simply do that by asking why, instead of assuming, because we assume too much about people when we don't know the backstory. But the why, you can get the backstory.
1: to thank Don's Daily for this amazing opportunity and a big thank you to our listeners. I'm Adair Wood. And I'm
0: Sophia Connor. And this is The Outspoken Leader.